Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrance and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Monday at The Dash. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm Dawn Wright DeBronson. This is my co-host Peter Mingle. Say hi. Hi. And we have tonight a fantastic guest that we we all ended up in Dallas, and we're going to talk about this all week, I'm sure, and tomorrow night we're going to talk at length about it, but we were at the A&MP conference in Dallas, and one of my really, really good old friends was there, and uh, his name is Scott Allen, and uh, a few years back, Scott kind of like was the only guy who was the guru in social media, and uh, he wrote the book, literally wrote the book on social media, which was the virtual handshake back then. And he's evolved into online relationship management and is still, like, really the master in in online networking. So, um, Scott Allen, say hello. Hello. There he is. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Scott Scott sent me over this fantastic, this is what we're going to do. And I just think it's a really fantastic topic. So why don't you tell them a little bit about why we have chosen this particular topic? Yeah, the – one of the things that I've, I've noticed over the years is uh, it, not just as I was getting into the online networking space, but even before that as I was getting very active just kind of in business networking and working to build my business uh, with people, is I noticed that a lot of people have all this faith in networking, right? They, th- they, they think that just, you know, just do more networking, meet more people, et cetera, and, they, and you'll get more business. But I kept noticing these really uncomfortable exceptions, these people who sort of cause a case of cognitive dissonance. When you've got this person who is, by all appearances, the ideal networker. They are, they are uh, you know, they give you the shirt off their back. They're a brilliant conversationalist. They're at every networking event, and yet they're not doing so well business-wise. <laughs> um, they... They'll avoid, you know, they, they'll always the ones, you know, wanting to show up uh, after the meal so they don't have to pay the the, the fifteen bucks for a meal. Um, <laughs> their puppy car, their, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, and there's just this inconsistency that there's just not a direct correlation between people who net more and people work quote well and business success. Mm-hmm. And and I kind. Of, that. And, I, and what I realized was that a lot of people drink the networking Kool-Aid. Working is great. There's no. Hey, Scott, you're breaking up on us. I think we have lost Mr. Allen for a moment. <clears throat> All right. While we let him go ahead and call back in, I'm or or, or to go ahead and uh, and get to where we can hear him. I got to say, Peter, that's absolutely the case. I mean, I've known a lot of people in networking that really, really struggled to make to make their nickel. You agree? Uh, if, you, if you listen to the stories, most people will tell you. As a matter of fact, when we just came back from the A&P convention, I think a common theme of almost all the most successful people that were up on stage was their interesting struggle for a couple of months, a couple of years, and sometimes even longer for some. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously part of part of the issue. Now, I just have to share with you, for those people that are listening in, we just came back from the A&MP convention, and we were there since kind of like Thursday night. We just came back late, 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 late Sunday night. And if the only thing that we did during that whole entire time frame was reconnect with Scott Allen, our guest mm-hmm. speaker today, if the <laughs> only thing we did, it was worthwhile for me. Mm-hmm. This, you know, I, I, he's not here, not listening just yet, so I could speak to him without him blushing. <laughs> but besides nice, extremely smart, I would swear genius IQ, mm-hmm. complex thoughts, good guy, sincere heart, 
So, like I said, we, did, we, we met a lot of people. We shook a lot of hands. This has nothing to do with anybody else that might have been there. But if the only thing that we did was reconnect and, for me, meet for the very first time Scott Allen, it would have certainly been worthwhile. So I am looking forward to working with him. And, Don, I know he's your friend before, and it's great that we get a chance to rekindle relationships as we did being at that convention. So he's and probably trying know, to figure just to throw out there a couple of things about Scott, if anyone wants to go ahead and check out his profile, go to linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Scott Allen, and you're going to find his profile, or you could just go to linkedin.com forward slash Scott Allen. Okay, you can find him twitter.com forward slash Scott Allen, and uh, you can go to the virtualhandshake.com, and you will find it. that He wrote the book on, on social media back in the day. Now, that book's been, you know, it's been a while since that, that was the relevant book because um, it was quite a few years ago, and I don't know if he's done some other um, upgrades and, you know, making it newer. Um, so I don't know if it's like just the, the, the originating social media is still in there or if they've, if they've done some more versioning. But um, he also does some really incredible stuff on online reputation management. And so you can read so much amazing, amazing stuff if you go to his LinkedIn and to his Twitter um, that will go ahead and, and really give you some fantastic tips. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to his blog and subscribe to his tweets and his LinkedIn because he's given out information that most people pay a huge amount of money for. He is truly committed to the networking of real, true, excellent information and education on the Internet, and um, he gives way more than he ever ever receives in value, uh, or gives more in value than he ever receives in money. He's just really committed to that. So uh, make sure that you go ahead and show him some love, and we'll make sure we put a Scott Allen page up. He's even considering doing something regular on the Dash, which is really super exciting, and he'll definitely be here next Monday as well. Um, I'm thinking he had phone trouble because <laughs> he's not back yet. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give him a couple more minutes. So get, let's have an antidote from Peter while I'm waiting. While we are waiting, I'll just hum. Doo -doo. No, I won't do that one. All right, so since we are waiting, one of the things that we just did was we just came back from the A&MP conference. So it was in Dallas. The people that organized the conference figured out how to organize a wonderful convention. And I'm hoping that they, because they price their tickets too low, I'm hoping that they're figuring out how to pay for their <laughs> the wonderful convention they just put on. And the neat thing is that we got a chance to meet some really cool people. So one of the people was Scott Allen talking about this reputation management. And the challenge with the Internet now is that, unfortunately, just because it's in writing, sometimes people believe that it might be true. So if somebody starts writing some negative things about people. And for some reason, I don't know why, but people do things behind their keyboard that they would never normally do in front of somebody else. But if somebody starts writing some things down um, inside uh, on the keyboard, they could actually start to damage some reputation. So whether you're a celebrity or whether you're uh, you know, an athlete or whether you're an actor or whether you're just a regular person, your, your reputation could be really heavily tarnished. And the challenge with the Internet is everything is forever. So once you push that submit button and it's posted to a site, it's really difficult to ever get it off. So I try to explain that to the kids out there who are posting all those goofy things that they normally do on sites like Facebook who are, in, in, without a doubt, permanently damaging their reputation. Many of those young kids are, many of those young kids are probably going to need to be uh, clients of people like Scott Allen. So they'll be able to, <laughs> so they'll actually be able to get gainfully employed after they spend two hundred thousand dollars on their Harvard degree. Yeah, right. And so, and Scott, Scott, you made it back. Is that correct? I made it back, and boy, I <laughs> I spoke three minutes of gold to uh, to a absolutely no one. <laughs> well, when you're going to get to do, do a do-over on that in about four minutes when we come back from the break. And in the meantime, let's talk a little bit, let's move a little bit further into relationship management because we kind of ended up on the topic. And relationship was bringing relationship up a, a or reputation? One. Relationship or both. reputation? Oh, both. Or actually, good. reputation, right? Yep. So, Scott? Yeah. We, oh, there you are. I am here. Well, do a little bit uh, for us on, on what what do you actually do when you do re reputation management? You know, um, how sure. exactly does that work? Uh, sure. So, uh, reputation management 
uh, one of the things we've seen with reputation management is that a lot of people who kind of try to uh, who typically go who if they go hire a reputation management firm, what a lot of people end up with is they end up with filler. Um, uh, going and creating a, a zillion profiles that just have uh, a one paragraph bio about you or your company and then trying to sit there and link build to those doesn't really help your business that much. It, uh, it might be better than having negative stuff on there, but if you've got a really problematic thing, uh, an active detractor or an actual lawsuit or something with the SEC or the FTC or the FDA or anything like that, that approach is not going to get onto page one. Uh, you really have got to do a couple of things. First of all, you just got to be a content machine. You need to put out content on all of the social channels. I mean, if you just think about having LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, a blog, Pinterest, uh, there's you know Google Plus. Well, there's seven properties right there that ought to be on the front page for your name or your company name. So that's one of the things that we uh, we do when we work with companies is to really build out that social because that'll take care of you know seventy seventy five percent of the problem right there. Uh, you know if you really get that going and and going well. Um, there one one of the things I know that people want to always want to know is well how do I deal with something on ripoff report or scam dot com or something like that? And there's a very simple answer: you don't. You do not respond to it. Um, those sites, uh, especially Ripoff Report, is um, there's just no way to put it except they're uh, they're basically they're a racket. Uh, they uh, will extort money from you to get a premium positioning on your response, but they still will not take down uh, whatever is posted, and that stuff's going to continue to show up and going to continue to show up. Uh, and what you especially don't want to do is turn is do as a one person one prospective client we saw did, had done and had turned around and use a ripoff report to then file counter <laughs> negative things against the person who was attacking them and guess what then that person mentioned their name uh, and all of those things as well so now instead of just having one or two threads with their name on it they had eight or ten threads with their name on it yeah. on ripoff report um, so the answer is is very is very simply on the sites that are completely negatively oriented like ripoff report scam.com etc don't reply just steer clear and start working on your positive message you know on some place legitimate some place that actually has some kind of method for for dealing with uh things that may be false or or libelous uh, etc you know on uh, a yelp.com or something like that though then yes in those cases yeah you know, yeah absolutely you do want to respond but don't give legitimacy to the you know to the reputation extortionists um excellent advice okay we yeah. are we are here at the 15 minute mark or, or ramping up to it so axel spin us some sponsorships there comes a time when we realize we're capable of more. Doing more, producing more, seeing more, accomplishing more, and being more. Yet, regardless of our accomplishments, something is missing. We're left wondering, is this as good as it gets? Is this what amounts to my life and legacy? Perhaps you've reached the point in life where you're saying, something has to change. But what? What should I do? These questions mostly play in the back of your mind, except for now. For whatever reason, you realize that something has to change now. In the on-purpose person, you'll experience a remarkably fresh and personal response to the questions under your questions. Here's an inspiring story of one person's journey into self-discovery with the help of others. Importantly, you'll uncover a simple yet powerful process to be very real with yourself so you can be more true to yourself. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show.
All right, and this is Dawn Wright to Bronx with the Dash. I've got Peter Mingles and our guest Scott Allen on well several things tonight. We were we we're, were just chatting about online reputation management, and we're going to get back to the gold on the seven secrets of networking. Correct? <laughs> yeah, you bet. So so go ahead, Scott. Tell us a little bit. Well, so the 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 thing that got me really interested in that topic was. Um, even before I started getting really into into what we now call social media and online networking, I was I was kind of always fascinated by this this matter of uh, the people who were supposedly these great networkers but weren't necessarily seeing results in their business. And one of the things I, I, I started seeing was that um, people sort of drink this networking Kool Aid. And what happens is, you know, there's, there's uh, I'm not sure exactly what I cut off before, but basically there's, there's no rejection in networking. So networking is very, very attractive. We don't have to deal with rejection. Everybody smiles and handshakes and pats on the back and, and positivity. And so we love that. And we keep doing it whether it's working and producing results or not. And then what happens is as soon as you have one referral, one thing, it becomes a validation of everything you've been doing so far, and therefore you just think you should just keep doing more of what you've been doing because, hey, quote, networking works. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is you have no way, you have no system, no way of figuring out if you're really making the best and highest use of your time. And I can practically guarantee you that you're not. Because <laughs> um, when you look at how most people decide – you know, how do, you know how most people decide on, on a networking event to go to? It's the first thing that someone uh, someone they actually knew invited them to. Or <laughs> or it was the closest thing to them on the most convenient night of the week. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible basis for actually deciding. You know, that, that, can, that can be a factor, but it's a par- terrible basis for deciding, uh, you know, what's really the most valuable use of your time. Uh, given that you you know you've only got X amount of hours in the day and in the week that you're going to devote to this kind of activity. So what we wanted to do was we wanted, especially in, in online, this becomes even more of an issue. And, you know, should I spend time on Twitter, Facebook? Should I spend time meeting people one on one, or should I spend more time writing blog posts and connecting and trying to build a larger base? Uh, how am I going to figure out a strategy? What strategy makes sense for my business? And so. That's what we set out to do in writing the book. Is we said we've got to give people a, a framework, a system for um, you know, for we can throw all kinds of techniques and strategies and tactics and everything at people, but how in the world are they going to figure out which ones to apply? Uh, I used to joke about you know there was a there's a book there's truly a book called 101 Business Networking Tips. Now who can implement 101? Business networking tips, and how in the world are you going to decide which ones uh, are going to actually be useful for your business? Most people are going to look at it and go, "Oh, that seems easy, or that seems fun. I'll do that. I'll try that one." <laughs> and again, no way to validate and figure out, you know, what's really the best and highest use of your time. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> Peter, I'm here. There he is. <laughs> I, my brain hurts. I'm thinking about a million things to ask Scott right now. I know. So, uh, I want to go back to just something Scott said just a little bit ago, and we're kind of going to come into the stuff that he's talking about right now. Um, first of all, how does someone when we talk about relation reputation management, um, yes. and then you started then you started mentioning some of those other websites, and I don't know the difference. So you know, you would imagine that. If it's in writing, it must be real. You know, as naive as it might say, it's a rip-off report would probably be some place where somebody would legitimately go there, be able to type up some stuff, and then document, if you will, and it might be actually real or valid. And some of the other things you mentioned just be- before as well. And I-, I guess when we start to talk about the powerful ways to network, we have to worry about the good things and the bad things and what to do and what not to do. And what to do, I guess, relative to when you're just like a, a regular person, you want to uh, exhibit your free speech, and then when you're trying to build the reputation of your company. So talk to us about how even someone gets started with building a reputation, or talk to us about how maybe someone gets started with damaging or how other people damage your reputation. Because when I take a look at the comments, I'll get to share with you. My 
faith in humanity has a tendency to go down based on the ability for me to watch whatever kind of comments or things that people post. And sometimes there's just a lot of really weird people out there that just do a whole bunch of goofy things. So how do you either build or protect yourself against some of that stuff, baby step basic kind of thing, Scott? Uh, basic, well, let's, again, starting with the basics, let's let's get to the basic idea of that. Uh, I mean, do you secure case, do you secure every every version of your name somewhere, or every version of your company somewhere on all these different sites? Or yes. what's the baby step yeah. basics of these? Yes, you absolutely do want to secure your name as or as close to it as possible. Uh, if you're a CEO or a leader in, in a network marketing organization or whatever. Uh, you may want to. It's subject, of course, to whatever the criteria for the, the site is. But you um, you want to secure your name uh, and your name in conjunction with the company name uh, on at least all the major sites. You know, there's no point in going and doing it on 200 sites. Who's going to care that you're, you know, at you know, whizbangnetwork.com? You know, that's that's the so that's that a, you know. right. So that's a gem right there. So what are the seven and and the well, concept so, that yeah, the biggies. The biggies are LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google Plus. And I know a lot of people are kind of hesitant on that one, but from uh, in terms of the search engine standpoint, guess what? Google loves Google Plus. <laughs> no surprise <laughs> there. <laughs> but uh, and uh, then. Um, Pinterest, Instagram, uh, are are good ones also, especially if you can uh, if you can produce some visual content. And um, most companies do that, I, I guess. You know, those that think it through. And do you have to worry about all the slight misspellings if it's no. applicable? No, because because they won't rank once once you start. You, know, you just you can't worry about what's going to show up on page eight or ten or twelve in search results. Um, and you know, again, I think I think most people really kind of overthink that. Um, and because you just you can't catch everything, and so you know, really, what you've just got to do is is uh, make sure that that you take charge of it, that you really take charge of it by by then putting the content out there, making it so that your sites become the most authoritative sites on the topic. And in this case, the topic is your name or your company name, right? And, yep, and you mentioned something before, like I, I don't remember which one you said, whiz-bang, whatever, but that there are like five, it seems like, bazillion of these kinds of places that are popping up all the time. You're suggesting that you really don't have to go crazy for the most part in worrying about all of those things. You don't have to go crazy, but you should. You definitely do want to make note also of find out what the niche ones in your industry are. For example, if you're in the network marketing industry, then you also want to make sure you know you also want to make sure you're check, checking um, uh, IBO Social and Better Networkers and uh, you know some of some of these sites as well. So there are um, you definitely want to know your niche. And make sure that you take charge of it. That you take charge of it within your niche. Uh, you know, do do a little bit of do a little bit of keyword research. Basically, you know, look up um, look up your name, your company name, um, and look up uh, for in the network marketing industry. Look up the other leaders. Look up look up the major leaders in your company, and see what sites of theirs what's coming up for their names. Right, about, because that's going to give you an indication of what you know, what and where people are going to, get to kind of go after them. Got it. And what about we're talking about the social sites? What about domain name registrations? Should I worry about .com, .net, .org, .biz, .ca, .cc, all those types of things, or which ones do you think? If you are, if you are starting a business, if you're a corporation, um, lock down pretty much everything. Um, pretty much everything you can. I wouldn't worry too much about the company-specific ones unless, of course, uh, you're planning on it being an international company, in which case you want to lock all of those down as well. Um, you know, for your personal for your personal name, 
the uh, for your personal name, you really you know, unless you've got an unusual name, uh, if you've got a really distinctive name, then yeah, you probably want to go ahead and grab the .net and .org as well as the .com. Um, if you have a common name like me, Scott Allen, you're not going to get any of them. So even as early as I was into this, I never got my uh, you know my name as the domain name. Um, so uh, and but guess what? That doesn't mean you can't still do really well in the search results. Uh, the the matter of uh, exact match for the domain really not so much of an issue anymore. And, and um, Google gets it wrong sometimes, and that's kind of you know that's where my company gets called in. Uh, but for the most part, you know, um, uh, you know, if you're, uh, you know, PeterMinglesEntrepreneur.com, because there's some other Peter Mingles who, you know, who just set up a one-page profile on, uh, you know, on a couple of other, you know, on a couple of other things on the exact match domain on PeterMingles.com, um, you're going to rank. You're going to rank as you build links and as you build audience, et cetera. Uh, it's not an automatic that the exact match domain or EMDs, as they call them, is necessarily going to get ranked at the top. And should you also get your domain name or your company name uh, included with maybe a negative word? You know, like I, I don't know. Like you know, if I ran, if I own Ford, do I have to get Ford Scam or Ford Sucks or? Ford ripoff or whatever. If if you're a, if you're a company, yeah, I'd absolutely do that. I'd get uh, yes, I'd get scam sucks, uh, uh, scam sucks, uh, rip uh, ripoff, maybe reviews. Um, if you're in the network marketing business, then you probably also want. Uh, uh, if you're you know direct selling company, you want pyramid, um, uh, and just have them. Don't put anything on them. Just own them. Just just own them to you know what's the cost? You know, fifty bucks a year to 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 have that and just prevent that. Uh, that's a that's a good investment. Uh, you know, for an individual, no, don't worry about it. I mean, because because the thing is, again, they can. There's so many variations. I mean, if you're Ford, yeah, you can get FordSucks.com. But then what about, you know, FordMotorsucks.com, FordTruckSuck.com? <laughs> I mean, you just – there's so many things that if someone really wants to go after you, um, they're going to do it. And and trying to sit there and sort of hedge them all out is just not a very effective strategy. Got it. Perfect. And I know we're coming up to our time where Axel's going to spin some records, so we're going to talk about some other things on the other side. So, Axel, go for it. more to roam 
was Rachel from Brickfield Music, and uh, we know her. Guys, we know huh? Rachel. We know Rachel. We know Rachel. Isn't it like a thrilling thing that we know Rachel? Oh my God! <laughs> we really need to have her playing at home. Actually, as a matter of fact, she is playing here, and uh, the Dash is sponsoring our first concert ever on Friday night here at Cashland Guard. And so anybody who wants to see what we're doing, get on over to Facebook.com forward slash Brickfields Music, and you will see that's Facebook.com forward slash Brick, B-R-I-C-K, Fields, F-I-E-L-D-S, Music, M-U-S-I-C, and you'll see the, the promo for it. It's this Friday night, about 7 o'clock Central Standard Time, if you're in the local area. If you're not, you need to definitely get in touch with us. Shoot us a message either on Facebook or on our site. Let us know you want some of their music. We're going to be putting stuff up and making it available to everybody because, damn. You know? Yeah. Let me see if I get this right. We started our little radio show like the last <laughs> day of December, right? Like right around yeah. there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're having that voice yeah. at that location yeah. a little bit over two months later. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're doing yeah. all right. So for those people that are keeping track, throwing stones, whatever it might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got good stuff going on. We, we have stuff. friends, Peter. We have yeah. friends. Yeah, and not only that, yeah, and then we meet Scott. So I knew that, him. Yeah. He's my friend. I know. So well, I met Scott. So Scott is here <laughs> to help everything related to reputation. Scott, how many um, how many companies actually are con- you know? But and it, this is a very you know broad stroke question. You know, so that you might now knowing you, you probably know the percentage down to like the infinitesimal decimal point. But what percentage <laughs> of companies actually are conscious or even thinking about what we're talking about right here? Um, probably every one of them that's more than about six months to a year old, <laughs> mm-hmm. because I, uh, uh, you know, again, assuming, um, you know, and it, it's it's going to be true in almost any industry. I mean, in, in some industries, I mean, if you're talking about sort of your typical, if you're talking about your typical local small business, you're probably not going to have the the the, the sort of massive thing on rip-off report or, or those kinds of things coming after you. More, your concern in that situation is probably more uh, just, you know, bad reviews on Yelp or Angie's List or something like that. And and those you definitely do want to address. You want to respond to those. You want to respond to anything that comes at you through the Better Business Bureau, et cetera. Um, if you're, you know, if you're talking about uh, – uh, online businesses um, or any kind of uh, direct selling network marketing business, then, yeah, it's going to have – it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And it guess what? It doesn't matter how great you are in business. It's going to happen sooner or later. I mean, I know – you know, I know of an incident uh, – I actually just heard about an incident this weekend where, um, a, you know, a guy in this industry who had had an absolutely spotless reputation – um, you know, one deal went south with the guy who turned out to be kind of a, you know, kind of a nutcase, and the guy went after him. You know, the guy went after him. Not only did he go after him, he just kind of randomly went after two or three other people in the industry who weren't even involved in the deal uh, for whatever reason. He just kind of got off on the whole on the whole thing. And so, you know, I mean, a couple of, a couple of big names in the industry who have never had really any negative stuff out there about them before, now they do. And through through no fault of their own. So like I said, it's you know, it's inevitable, it's bound to happen. Uh it's one of the reasons that we really, you know, strongly encourage companies to, you know, to start protecting it, shore it up, uh, you know, lock it in before it happens. Um uh, you know, pre- if this is one of those cases that you know, an ounce of prevention is definitely worth a pound of cure. You know, uh, I gotta okay. I gotta just throw in there that just to say this out loud, the last company that I was with, um, prior to them doing extremely well with uh, another project, um, they had only had three complaints in twelve or eleven years, I think. Three complaints in eleven years, maybe maybe six or seven is when you know these these three complaints went in, but. Because, and even though they had completely resolved every one of those complaints. One in a million people, they, we had so many people constantly asking, but what about what's on Ripoff Report? What about the thing on Ripoff Report? 
And people just need to really understand, I think, that when they put something out there, I mean, the person who was completely supported, totally resolved, got what it got uh, full restitution, whatever they were complaining about. You know, they 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 paid for something. They thought they'd make you know ten million dollars in ten minutes, and you not have to do any work. And when they found out that wasn't the truth, they were refunded. Okay, but they flamed on ripoffreport.com. And, I mean, I can't tell you the headaches that of that piece of feedback because people actually give that particular website and some others just – I don't understand why they give those websites any real credit, but even even like the Better Business Bureau and different things that I've seen, you know, the ratings on there, I mean, you, you have to buy a rating on there, don't you? Uh, no, you don't. No, no. Uh, you don't even have to be a member of Better Business Bureau, and they'll they'll accept reports, and you can go through a resolution process. And positive reports you know, they accept. They'll give you a positive rating if you're not a member. Sure. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. I've seen it several times. On cool. That, I'm, I'm questioning because I, I've never done it. Weren't accredited. No, they base it on a bunch of things like they base it on a bunch of things like the age of your company, uh, the total number of reports, the number of reports within a time period relative to the size of the company. They actually do factor that stuff in. Mm-hmm. Um, Better Business Bureau for, you know, I mean, I know there's various controversy about about them, but uh, they really do. I mean, all around, they're certainly one of the better places that, that um, you know, you do get some advantages by paying for membership, but, um, but no, they're... I, I, okay, so you can trust the BBB's ratings. Those are good. Okay. Yeah, so that is, I, I would I I would say they're perfect, but there there's at least there's a process. Okay. There's a, there's process, a process, and you so. can indicate that things have been you know that, that you can see that things have been resolved. I mean, here's you know here's the big thing in in you know especially in the in the direct selling industry is where whatever you sit there and look at and you see, you know, and you see all of the stuff and you see negativity before you sit there and go judge the company based on that. You gotta go take a look at what the complaints are on your electric company, your cable company, your phone <laughs> company, and you that's know, and point. your. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggie, right? I mean, it's just, it's just, just, it's the nature of, it's the nature of business. I mean, it just, it just happens, and so you see all that negative stuff, and you think, oh, you know, all this awful stuff about a company. Heck, even if you sit there and start talking about the FTC. Google just paid the biggest fine to the FTC in in history, and they were guilty. Wow. <laughs> Are the people stopping using Google before that? <laughs> the biggest fine. The biggest fine before that was Microsoft, and guess what? They were guilty. Wow. <laughs> there was no. I mean, you know. Um, so, and you know, nobody's stopping using them, and 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 people think that you know people think and. and that uh, oh because some companies had a problem with the FTC or the SEC or the FDA that that means oh I mean look at the history of of, of FDA issues with every major pharmaceutical company right. and you know false claims or you know bad results or I mean there's just all kinds of stuff I mean it, it, you just can't sit there and and think that just because there's something negative out there means that that's a company that you just don't want to do business with. It's 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 the norm. It just happens. You've got to look at kind of the the rate of it relative relative to uh, you know how big the company is, how much it's been around. You know, you have a company you have a company that's got a million distributors, two million distributors, five million distributors, and there's five complaints on ripoff report. I think they're doing pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I always thought that was funny. It was a six-year-old complaint. It was one in a million complaints, and we were still getting questions about it six years later. I'm like, where do you find one in a million, man? One in a million people were unhappy. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's pretty amazing. And, and, you know, like you can't ever even write to these websites, and people need to know that. You know, companies can't write to these websites and ask – let them know that it's been resolved, show them that there's resolution and ask for this this thing to be removed. And it could just be somebody was angry one day. They could have been hormonal. Somebody kicked their cat, you know. Um, yes. They didn't mean to go and do horrific, like, you know, lifetime damage. But they might have even written to ripoffreport.com. They can't get it down. Once it's there, it's not coming down. That's, That's what I found out. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, so what are the what are these yeah. what, what are these seven powerful uh what were they? Seven powerful networking yeah. keys. Seven keys to a powerful network. That so was the, it. The, seven the, keys to a powerful yeah. network. So the the what Oh, wait a minute. Doing? Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. We, we, are we are we up for are we up for a break or did we I we have just... two minutes so unless we he's going to talk like an uh, like an Arkansas auctioner we're probably we'll going to be next. able to start some of them okay let's, let's get a I'll tea. tell you what let's get a let tea. me let me frame it let me frame it and then uh, uh, let me let me tell you <laughs> what I'm going to do for you and then we can come back and get into what they are here's right. the thing how do you make the best and highest use of your time in social media or in face to face networking. And you got to have a system to do that. You, you know, you can go read any book out there about, you know, about some kind of, you know, about networking strategies, networking tips. How do you know if they're going to work for you and apply for you and be consistent with what you're trying to accomplish? Because every different, you know, there's there's certainly some trends, but basically every business is different, every person is different. The only networking system that's going to work for everybody is a system that helps you figure out what the right approach is for you. And that's what this does. Okay. All right. Axel, we're going to go a little early into this break so that we can come back and let Scott get all seven of these (laughs) out before we end the show. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level, for email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now... Back to the show. And welcome back to the last segment of The Dash. We are here with our fantastic guest who we're going to convince to come back next Monday. We've already done that, and he will be here as regularly as we can get him here, Mr. Scott Allen. And before we do anything else, I'm going to definitely let you tell us what these seven keys to a powerful network are. Okay. All right. Fantastic. We'll make sure we get through them and, and – uh what we can get on as far as kind of how to apply them tonight, and then uh, maybe in a future one we come back and dig Next deeper Monday. into some of them and how to apply it. Okay. okay. Seven keys to a powerful network. The first two keys, I'm going to kind of do some of them in pairs. The first two keys are your character and your competence. And these are two aspects that we typically might think of as reputation, but if you think about it, they're, they're very definitely two different things because there are people who you know know their stuff. They are experts, and they're the top experts. They're not necessarily the person you know, like, and trust, but they're the one who knows their shit, right? <laughs> uh, then there's other people who would give you the shirt off their back, but they're maybe not the person you want to, uh, you know, fill out your tax return for you. Or, um, you know, you might have a, a friend who might come help you, uh, you know, paint your house, but you're not sure you really want them to. <laughs> uh so character and competence. Now, when we talk about these things, both of these things certainly start with your true character and your true competence. You know, I mean, obviously, are you trustworthy? Are you likable? Are you, uh, do you have integrity? Um, do you have consistency of behavior, trustworthiness? But it's also, in this case, we're all talking about what the perception of your character is by your network. What is the perception of your expertise by your network, you know, if, if your if your lights under a bushel, you know, let your light shine bright. It does absolutely no good from a marketing standpoint to be an expert on a topic and not have everyone know that you're an expert on that topic. Um, so all of these things have to do with you know how do you demonstrate 
to the people in your network and your extended network that you know your stuff and that you're somebody that people can know, like, and trust. Um, so those are the first two keys. The next two keys are uh, strength, of, strength of your relationships and the number of your relationships. All other things being equal, more is better. There's that AT&T commercial out right now, right? More is better, okay? Yes, having a bigger network is better. But here's the catch. Relationships take time. Relationships, we heard it all last weekend. You've got to follow up, follow up, follow up. Follow up takes time. You, 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 the more people you know, on average, the less well you know them. If you want to build strong relationships, you can only have so many strong relationships because it takes time to build and maintain and sustain those relationships. So these are sort of a... Uh, these are a seesaw. These are a balancing act. If you're working on building strong relationships, you're not working on building more relationships so much. If you're working on really outreach, you're not necessarily you're working on building your stronger relationships. So these are there's sort of a dynamic tension between these two. The third pair is the relevance of, pe of people in your network and the diversity of your network. Um, and now when relevance is one that makes a lot of people kind of feel uncomfortable because they think, well, the converse of that is someone be, is irrelevant. This is not a value judgment on them as a human being. You're never saying that someone is irrelevant as a human being. It's always in the context of what your current goals are, what your current and immediate goals are. Um, so there are people who can help you accomplish that. There are people who can help you accomplish those goals. And there are people who can't. Your mother <laughs> may not be able to help generate business leads for your business. Uh, so she's not relevant in that context. On the other hand, if you're getting married, she's highly relevant to that. She's essential to that process. So all of it is contextual uh, based around what your current goals are. Uh, diversity, of course, is the diversity, you know, how heterogeneous is your network by geography, profession, industry, gender, political orientation, ethnicity, et cetera. Um, diversity is, uh, so relevance basically helps you get stuff done now. Diversity is your foundation for the future because you don't know what the future holds for you. And having that diverse network means you're more ready for a change in career, a new business opportunity, uh, moving to another city, state, or country, uh, major life change like getting married, getting divorced, um, those kinds of things. So, um, you know, when you're really focused on, on an immediate goal, you want to focus on meeting relevant people. When you're focused on long-term, you want to focus on diversity. Finally, the last one, the seventh key is information. I'll give you a simple demonstration about information. Information is what makes relationships actionable. Simple demonstration. I spent this whole this uh, last weekend at A&MP. If I got, I met all these great people, talked to them, you know, had these great conversations. If I if I get home and can't remember anyone's name, didn't get anyone's business card, didn't give anybody my business card. Uh, you know, if all I had to go on was basically uh, what's on the ANP site <laughs> and who are the speakers and none of the other people do I have any information about, all that work I did, all that work I put into building and, you know, building, sustaining, or starting new relationships is effectively inactionable because I don't have the information to make it actionable. So those are the seven keys, character, competence, strength, number, relevance, diversity, and then finally information. Now, just a quick thing as far as, you know, great, so what do you do with this? Well, the thing is, is that every business has different needs. Actually, even every goal, has, every life goal or business goal has different needs in this regard. Uh, you know, if I sell enterprise software into the Fortune 500, guess what? In terms of generating leads for my business, Going out and having 50,000 connections on LinkedIn and 5,000 Facebook friends and 100,000 Twitter followers isn't really helping me get to the probably two to 300 people who can actually uh, put you know who can actually help me get in touch with a decision maker at one of the Fortune 500. 
If, on the other hand, I'm selling and, 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 and I also am going to need a very high level of trust of those people. I need, I need close relationships and someone's going to take a chance on introducing me into that kind of situation. If I'm promoting a $7 ebook, I want to go as far and wide as I possibly can. And really, how much do people need to know, like, and trust me? They really don't. They, you know, I mean, this even goes to the extent of mass marketing. How much of a relationship do they need with me? They need to know my name and they need to know my competence. That's it. They need to know who I am, they need information, and they need to know my competence. They need to know that what the information in my product is good. So that's really what I need to focus on if I'm trying to promote an ebook. I need to work on competence and number, right? And relevance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like obviously, you know, that's that's niche marketing. All the amazing thing is when you start looking at this, all these things you've heard about, niche marketing, mass marketing, uh, you know, referrals, all this kind of stuff fits in here somewhere, somehow, uh, in terms of figuring out, you know, figuring out what the strategies are for your business. So what you've got to do is you've got to go through and kind of look at your business and go, all right, which two or three of these areas am I weakest in relative to my current and immediate goal? And that's where you're going to focus your attention is in activities that builds you in those two or three areas. You can't work on all seven at the same time. In fact, by very definition, you can't work on relevance and diversity at the same time, and you can't work on strength and number at the same time. Okay? So that's what we're doing is giving a framework for you to look at your business and figure out what your objectives are, and now you can go figure out the kinds of activities you know, should I be publishing or should I be engaging? Should I be on Facebook posting statuses all the time or should I be going in chat and reaching out people one-on-one and working on building stronger relationships with my time rather than more relationships? Um, so this is the framework. This is the seven keys. This is, how, this, is, uh, this is the foundation of how you make sure that you're making the best and highest use of your time with all of your all of your marketing. Let's not even say relationship marketing because, frankly, it's all marketing, relationship marketing. So, <laughs> so this is this is pretty huge in scope when you start really understanding it. Absolutely. So we are definitely going to have to get into this much deeper next Monday because that's just absolutely brilliant stuff. And uh, I know that we we just kept asking you questions and taking you off topic, but um, you know we, it's just such a pleasure to have you around. And for people like us, you know, I, I got to tell you, all the guys that I brought with me said, "God, you know, we got more out of sitting at dinner with Scott than we got out of the whole three days worth of speakers." Um, and truly, you're a gifted, gifted man in every area that you touch. <laughs> so thank you very much for coming on and, and sharing with our listeners. Peter, we have five minutes left. What else do we want to know? I'm sitting here Keep like, blah, 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 blah. I know. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, my gosh. So, so, so we definitely have to have Scott come back and give us some of the specifics. Next Monday night. Right. So next Monday we're going to have Scott here. We're going to have a full list of guests um, for the next couple of weeks, and we're lining up other guests as we expand our radio show into more mm-hmm. like a radio station. Mm-hmm. But, Scott, relative to your situation, here I am. I'm a regular business owner, right? I'm kind of building my business. I've got a thousand other things to do. And I take a look at all the stuff that you said, and I said, like, when do I have time for any of this stuff? Like, when do I have time to sit there and post something on Twitter? which might be seemingly a meaningless activity for someone who doesn't understand the value of Twitter. You know, what am I going to fit in 140 characters? Or what am I going to sit there and put on my Facebook site and my uh, Pinterest pictures or whatever the heck that one is? I haven't really delved into that one myself yet. And as, you know, Dawn would probably know, it's like, Peter, you don't know anything about a lot of these things because I'm too busy doing a whole bunch of other seemingly more important things and missing the obvious blind spots because the rest of the world is using this stuff. So for the guy like me, how do I get started with whatever, posting something, do one a day, one a week, once in a while? Any, give me like the Reader's Digest version for the shortcut for guys that are too busy before they figure out that this stuff is really important. Well, so the Reader's Digest version is the first thing you do is you assess yourself on the basis of these seven keys. Where are you now? What do you need to focus on? Now, so just, you know, so just a simple example if what you need to do is you need to increase your numbers, then you should be focusing on Facebook and Twitter and and posting, status updates. 
that demonstrates your expertise. Uh, you know, it's not all promotional, but, you know, being out there and, and doing that. If what you need to do is demonstrate your, your competence, uh, then what you probably need to do is find a group where you can go and answer questions or on a Q&A site and answer questions, right? Um, you also kind of show your willingness to help. You show, show some character there as well. So, uh, you know, if you're working on – if you need to focus on character and competence and you don't have something published, then, you know, a Q&A site or a group is a great place to do that. If what you need to be doing is working on stronger relationships, if that's what you need to do is nurture stronger relationships, then you need to really focus on LinkedIn, and you need to take the relationships that you've got and use LinkedIn and and your CRM system, uh, you know, as a way to go through. I mean, sit there and take a look through all your contacts and say, who have I not talked to in a year that I need to? Build stronger relationships. So, you know, as uh, Abraham Lincoln once said, if I had – uh, if I had six hours to chop down a tree, I'd spend the first four grinding the axe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to sharp. And so this is a case truly where the little bit of time up front to figure out um, where your energy should be focused is going to save you ten times, fifty times, a hundred times that. I'm not kidding when I sit there and tell people, uh, you know, tell clients that really taking this and, and – Using this to focus your efforts, you can literally t- see as much as a ten times improvement in the effectiveness of what time you allocate to your social media marketing, your networking, et cetera. So, um, you know, not to dodge the question, but <laughs> but that's the thing first is figure out that the, the answer is the answer is the first step is not the same for everybody. So, the answer is figure out use this as a basis to figure out not only what your first step should be, but what your next five to ten steps should be. Perfect. Awesome. Great answer. Well, from from my perspective, Scott, I'm telling you, if the only thing that I did, you didn't hear me say this because you were off the air talking to yourself um, when your phone died <laughs> at, the beginning, at the beginning of this, but uh, as a sincere compliment, if the very only thing that I did was spend all the time and effort flying down to Dallas with everyone else, and the only thing we did was meet you, it was but the best investment of anything I've ever put in place. So that's a sincere compliment, flat out, from the heart. I really appreciate your time, your attention, and the new relationship we're developing. Well, and thank and, you and so I much. I still love and, you. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and there's a case in point that, guess what? I went to that meeting, and I put my attention on building stronger relationships, mm-hmm. not on the number of relationships. If I focus on number of relationships, who knows? I might have gotten elected to the board. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that is said, another I political conference on, call, and I doubt it. <laughs> but the point is, is I, I did. I went in there. I went into that event with a strategy, and my number one strategy that I was was that I was going to build stronger relationships and a small number of new relationships that were going to very quickly be strong relationships. I didn't go try to meet everybody and shake everybody's hand. I didn't even go try to meet every speaker, right? Because that was that was what I was focused on was building strong relationships, not a larger number of relationships. That's right. Okay, guys, we are going to get cut off, so we will see you next Monday night, Scott, and we'll see everybody else here tomorrow. Have a good one. Good night. Thanks for listening to the show. At the Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows that happen every Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thedashradio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.